we tell ourselves not to. We fight it. But it's okay. It's okay to allow ourselves to feel hurt. Welcome to this podcast of My Inner Torch. I was fighting for the longest time, for over two decades, the fact that I shouldn't feel hurt about my situation, that somehow maybe it was my fault. Maybe I didn't do enough. Do you ever feel that way with your cluster B? So here's a saying, or actually a paragraph that I read the other day that I thought would resonate with you as it did with me. And it goes like this, when you're desperate for love, you'll tolerate disrespect and bare minimum efforts. When you respect yourself and know your worth, you won't settle for anything just so you have something. Your self-love has to be louder than your desire to be loved. And isn't that what we do with our cluster B? We so strongly desire for them to come back from who we thought they were to come back to that moment so that they would love us. You know, when the love bombing and the sex bombing stops and it leaves us longing for more and we feel hurt, we feel desolate, we feel lonely, we feel not heard, we feel disrespected. I mean, the list goes on. And we're so desperate and we focus all of our attention on trying to make them love us. And we bury the hurt in that effort. We try, we try, we try, we get hurt, we get discouraged, we get rejected, we get uh, detached, we get, uh, you know, discarded. And yet we seem to forget ourselves and we seem to forget the opportunity that we need to take to kind of say, you know what, that hurt. And now maybe I need a moment to stop trying to love these people and stop trying to force them to love us, we have to take a step back and we have to say, you know what? I, I, it's, you hurt me and it's okay for us to feel hurt. We seem to think that it's weakness. We seem to think that we are admitting that the relationship has failed. Well, it was never a relationship to begin with. And A.J. Mahari says it very well when you're dealing with a borderline and if you're dealing with a narcissist, the relationship is doomed from the start. It's ruptured. It's, it's not going to work. It's going to be dysfunctional, dysregulated, and disordered. But at that time, we don't really think about it because we are being love-bombed. So here's another paragraph that I want to read to you from a lady called Sarah Speaks Up. And that resonated with me as well. And and I really appreciate her writing this. And maybe you might hear yourself or see yourself in these words. I was you once. I defended my toxic person. I believed that with the right love and environment, they would heal and treat me right. I got defensive when people suggested that wouldn't happen. I hated the labels and convinced myself that we would be the exception. We weren't. 
And I am now one of those people who warns you about that type of dysfunction. It does not get better. And the more you love and grace you give, the worse it gets. In the end, I was the one that needed to heal. And that is the message in today's podcast. It's okay if you feel hurt. It's okay if you feel let down. It's okay. Part of healing is acknowledging the efforts that you've made. It's not you, it's them. You need to accept that. You need to believe that anything you do to try to make them see you in a different light, in a different way, to love you, it's not going to work. It's futile. And it doesn't matter whether they're a borderline. It doesn't matter whether they're a narcissist. It doesn't matter whether they're a psychopath or they're histrionic or whatever other genre you identify them with in the cluster B. It doesn't matter. You have to acknowledge the fact that this relationship isn't what you thought it was. It isn't what it seems and it never will be. Chances are it just won't be. And I hate to be the bearer of bad news. And I have to tell you that there are times when I have to think, you know, it it just, this person doesn't care about me. My wife of over 21 years doesn't care. She never did. And yes, I'm very disappointed. And yes, I feel hoodwinked. And yes, I feel that I was presented a false self, which I was. And yes, I feel kind of stupid that I bought into it. And yes, I feel kind of let down and I feel hurt and I can't believe that I'm still here. But you have to accept that and you have to move on. And I realize that there's nothing I can do to make my wife love me because she doesn't have the capacity to do so. And there's nothing I can do to change the situation. These people are not open to change. You have to change. And by golly, that's what we do. We do. We change on a continual basis. We are the Weeble Wobbles, where you knock us down and we pop back up in a different version of ourselves. We are the ones who are shape-shifting and trying so desperately to please them. There are so many people out there like you and me who are hurt and bewildered by these people. And why? Because we refuse to accept that we are hurt. We refuse to accept that maybe it's their fault. Maybe it's not just us. Certainly we are part and parcel to the relationship. But it is a mutual and symbiotic situation. So, you know, take a moment. Take inventory. I've talked about this in previous podcasts. Think about how you can help yourself, not trying to help them all the time because you can't help them. And yes, they will breadcrumb you. Yes, they will show you flashes of their false self, the self that you bought into. Unfortunately, my wife doesn't care. I don't see that false self anymore. That false self is long gone when the mask came off. There is no effort on my wife's part. And every now and then, She gives me a black swan, meaning something she doesn't necessarily wish to disclose, but she does. 
that I can see that she's not in this relationship. She's just biding her time. And as I said in my previous podcast, she will change the environment. And yes, I'm invited to come along, meaning we can sell our house, we can move to another location, and I have an invitation to continue this lunacy. It is up to me whether I accept that invitation and whether I accept the inevitable, knowing just like death, the discard, the full discard is going to come one day in which my wife will come to me and say, you know what? Yeah, I'm done. Or she might just move out. And then just like so many of us out there, I'll be sitting there going, wow, how did that happen? What did I do to facilitate that to happen? Well, I did nothing but remain in the relationship and remain not acknowledging my hurt, not building on that hurt to turn it inward and say, you know what, this is how I'm going to change it. We just pile hurt upon hurt upon hurt. I talked about it in a previous podcast called The Hurt Locker. And we feel sorry for these people. We feel empathy and compassion. They don't. They don't care and they don't care that they're hurting you. And that's something that you have to understand. They may say, oh, I'm really sorry if they actually do, because most narcs will not admit fault. Remember the narcissist prayer. If I did hurt you, well, by golly, you deserved it. It's your fault. Are you used to hearing that? Everything that's wrong, and my wife jokes about it in her life, is my fault. Even things that I don't have any control over, even things that I don't do are invariably my fault. We call it the seven degrees of Kevin Bacon. It's a game that people play that you can find out, you know, how, you know, you know, somebody who's related or who knows Kevin Bacon somewhere down the road, seven degrees down. Well, it's the seven degrees of me. We can be having a conversation about something that has happened to somebody else And invariably, my wife will bring up the fact that whatever the topic is, that I did it or I committed the same problem or I did something in some form or fashion. We joke about it. But folks, it's not a joke. And yeah, my wife can laugh about it and say, yes, you know, yeah, you're, you know, you're my excuse for everything that's wrong, but she means it. There is an underlying tone there that it's very easy for these people to blame shift and they do nothing is ever their fault. So again, if you're hurting, well, that's your problem. Get over it. Most of them will not say I'm sorry or well, gosh, let me see how I can change my behaviors and how we can make our relationship better. It's always going to be one-sided and you're always going to be the one trying to win an affection that is always going to be out of your reach because they can't, they can't, they can't love you. They can't really care about you. That's a weakness. I talked about that in a previous podcast In making themselves vulnerable ain't going to happen. That is a self-defense mechanism. They cannot be vulnerable. They will not be vulnerable. They can't. They're out there to survive. They're out there to find supply. And unfortunately, you've come along and you are providing them with a supply. Could be financial, emotional, physical, maybe all three. But that's what you're doing. That is your part 
in this tragic play that plays out each and every day. New episodes uploaded each and every Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. I appreciate your taking some time with me today to listen to this podcast of My Inner Torch. Please, if you do get an opportunity, leave a review on whichever podcast platform you happen to be listening to My Inner Torch on. MyInnerTorch at gmail.com. Always interested in hearing your feedback, your experiences. As you can see, I'm always looking at other people too. It does give me solace. It provides me with comfort, but it also makes me very aware and very sad that I'm not alone. There is strength in numbers, and I appreciate your support of this podcast. So together, maybe we can start our journey to heal. Be well, and in whatever you do, be good. This has been my Inner Torch. Thank you.